Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Welcome back to Leadership Live at 805. This is Andrew Frazier, your host, and I'm excited about being back here. I really hope that you can make 2022 your best year ever, and we're here to support you in that effort. So we've got a great show where, you know, my guest is Gene Bohinski, and we're really going to talk about um, LinkedIn and unlocking the power of LinkedIn for your business, especially in the virtual environment and with what we're doing. Um, you know, LinkedIn is one of the most valuable tools that you can have. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't really know how, how to use it or understand how to use it, um, especially as a business owner. Um, so what we're doing is want to demystify it some. Gene's done a lot of great work with me uh, people I've worked with and um, helping to really take their LinkedIn efforts to the next level. Gene, welcome back to Leadership Live at 805, talking small business. Thanks for joining me this evening. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. Um, excited about talking about LinkedIn with you. Um, you know, I, I always tell my clients you need to be on LinkedIn, but you don't just need to be on LinkedIn. You need to do it right. And there's definitely several several levels to doing it right and you know you can't do everything overnight but it helps to understand where you want to be trying to go and to get started and move forward um so you know meeting you where you are and moving forward to continue to get better results so, um so that's really what we're talking about today right gene right right okay um why don't you take a couple minutes just to Introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do and, you know, how you got to where you are right now. So I started my career as, uh, as an engineer, wound up in technical sales, really managing sales for uh, quite a few companies. I ended up becoming a, a part owner of a small manufacturing business. My focus was always on lead generation and uh, developing new business out of, uh, you know, out of really out of nowhere. So I was always focused on trying to figure out how to get new leads and new contacts and get people to find out uh, who who I was or what I was selling that didn't know me. 
Uh, fast forward to today, I've been a business coach for six years, but together with that, I've also have a, a sales consulting business called Archer Strategies, where we work with clients specifically on lead generation. And we use uh, LinkedIn really as a primary tool uh, to find um, companies leads, to find companies, people that uh, that really they can connect to and get to know better. And uh, we've been doing developing some successful strategies that we've used uh, to really propel growth of small companies, really um, for companies that can't afford a full-time salesperson, you can use social media and use some 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 strategies to get you in front of people that you would otherwise not think possible. And LinkedIn is the way to do it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely um, businesses are leaner than ever before. Um, more people are freelancers and either don't have employees or have a very limited number of employees. And like you said, you know, hiring a salesperson is difficult when you're a small business, not just because of the cost, but many times it's hard for them to be effective when you just have one. And you know, as a business owner, you're probably the best salesperson that your business can be can have, but you can't spend all your time selling and you got to leverage your time. So getting help in different ways and using tools to leverage that is key, like LinkedIn and, you know, even assistance with using LinkedIn better. So, Gina, you know, everybody looks at LinkedIn as, you know, basically an online resume. Um, you know, a lot of people in jobs or looking for jobs use it more as a resume for and for getting jobs. You know, I'm a business owner. I'm not looking for a job. Right. So <laughs> why should I use LinkedIn? Well, that's 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 a good question. I mean, really, the purpose of LinkedIn and where most of the money made is made is on the recruitment side. But there's a whole other side of LinkedIn, and that is really the business owner and entrepreneur community. And LinkedIn has really become like the primary vehicle to uh, show yourself who you are and who what your company is. So that means looking at your profile differently than it would be for uh, if you were trying to get a job. And, and th this is a whole different paradigm shift. The second thing I want to add from that is when you're meeting uh, customers and influencers or people you want to work with, they're often going to go to LinkedIn first to find out more information about you. So if you're a serious business owner, you need to have a, a real professional profile that reflects you as a business owner. And that means doing a number of things differently with your profile than you would do if you were an employee. And I think this is a key thing that you have to understand. A lot of business owners, when they put up a LinkedIn profile, they end up putting up a resume with all kinds of things about their history and what they do that no one would that is not relevant to your to your business. So um, I think really to show people to give the best example is to use your profile for this and go through through it and show really what how an optimum uh, LinkedIn profile looks like. What do you think? Um, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, don't beat up my profile too badly, but, um, you know, definitely, um, having visuals is good and important and, you know, hopefully that'll help you as a guest, 
um, better appreciate and understand what what Gene's talking about because um, this stuff is you know extremely valuable. It's not super difficult, um, but you got to know what to do and how to do it. So um, you want to take a look at the profile. Um, yeah, let's get started. Sure. Okay. So this is me, online LinkedIn. So I just want to start by saying, really, you have to think about your LinkedIn profile as what what you want your customers and your business associates. Uh, what do you want them to see when they look at your LinkedIn profile? What do you want them to What do you want them to know about you? So the first thing, if you take a look at uh, at Andrew's profile. He has a unique header that reflects his business and what he, who he is, right? Andrew Fraser is a business growth pro and CFO, and there is a graphic of his book on the right. It hits you right in the face. You know who he is, what he's about. Right in the middle there is your tagline. Under his name, there is he is a founder of Small Business Pro University, and that is really the, the, like his top current uh, role. And then... After that is what he actually does. So he's empowering business owners to maximize value by growing revenue, increasing profit, and obtaining financing. So that's what he is doing for his clients. If you were a contractor and you were working with, um, with other general contractors and you were a mason, then you want to put something on there like, um, I'm a specialty masonry contractor that works with general contractors, right? So that's to be very specific and targeting the people that you're looking for as customers, because that's really the point. You are using this profile to get customers. So a little bit further uh, down in that section, there is a providing services section there. And uh, there, LinkedIn actually offers, uh, if you are a professional services, you can actually get uh, inquiries through LinkedIn. But let's go to the next section. The next section is his about section. This is the about about what you do and who you are. So what do you stand for, right? So this is really a, 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 an advertisement about who you are and what you do with your company, right? So um, this is, was well written for, for Andrew, but it could be anything written in the same way that explains also why you're reaching out to people on LinkedIn. So if you're doing a campaign and you want to reach out on LinkedIn and grow your network, you want to put that message here. I use LinkedIn to reach out to people in my industry and, and discuss strategies, right? So the purpose of LinkedIn, again, it's a social network. So this is all about connecting to other people personally. They want to know you personally. Now, some people are uncomfortable with that. Uh, in fact, some people are uncomfortable with connecting pe to people that they don't know. But really, that's really not what you should be doing. You should be looking for in your business, in your industry, to develop a network of at least two to 3,000 people that are your customers and potential customers and influencers. I know uh, Andrew has over 9,000 um, connections. Uh, I think I have something like that as well. So over time, when you're really working your 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 network, you can build a network of with a large amount of connections. And you want them to read this about statement. This is telling them who you are and what you do. So now you can scroll down to the next section. Um, here in this section, you'll see there's a list, a featured list of 
of uh, events or uh, posts or articles that were written. You can do all of those through LinkedIn. Uh, they are provided there uh, in your profile. This is also important. This is also one of the reasons why uh, later on we'll talk about this, why you want to do events, post videos, and write articles through LinkedIn. Because when people visit your profile, they're going to be placed in this featured section. And even long after you've written or long after you've done these things, uh, your potential customers and clients are going to be reading through them when they visit you, visit your profile on LinkedIn. So let's scroll down to the next section. The next section is the experience section down below. This is where you're going to talk about the roles you have. But again, they're going to be written differently. This isn't written for somebody who wants to hire you. You want to write these in context of what your potential customers or clients want to know about what you did and why what you did is important to them today, right? So if you're a business coach, you want to talk about all of those things you've done in a business coaching perspective. If you're a contractor, everything in a contracting perspective. If you're a CPA and you're looking for other business owner clients, you want to go and write your history from that perspective. Always looking at your target audience as the, as the primary focus of what you're doing. Let's scroll down to the next section. Okay. And just one other thing that you know, I find that's helpful is you know, when you have your business, you can't find it uh, because you're putting it up the first time. You can set up your business logo um so that you know it's more professional um so there's a way way to be able to do that i think i forgot to do it on this company so i need to go back but um so sorry right you can also that's that's a good point that when you have a company you can you can um, um put up a company page with a company logo and make your company an official you know an official linkedin listing as well that also brings over that logo into uh, into your profile. Yeah. The next section is your education section. Again, you want to put the educational roles that pertain to your business uh, and pertain to your clients. If there's anything in there that that doesn't fit or isn't doesn't really match, uh, I would leave it off because again, this is not anything other than really a really an online profile for you for your clients right it's not doesn't have to have everything you've ever done there same with licenses and certifications if you have those you want to place them there shows that you're official what you've done shows your experience you also want to put your volunteer experience let me tell you the volunteer experience is a, is a big deal because if you volunteer volunteered for organizations like homeless shelters or the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or any other organization, uh, again, because it's a social um, a network, a social media, you're going to connect to people that might have done that themselves. And they're going to want to see, hey, yeah, he's just like me. Uh, she's just like me. We've worked uh, at the same organizations. Let's go to the next section. The next is skills and endorsements. Here you can add your own skills uh, of things that, that you do, you feel you do well and really pertain to um, the, the service that you're providing or, or the role that you're playing. 
This is very important to add these skills here because when you when other people see it, they can endorse you for those skills. And over time, as more and more people visit your profile, they're going to click on the skills that you've put there that they feel are the most most uh, pertinent to you. Now, it might seem like it doesn't make any sense to do that. But, you know, when you take a look at most profiles, even ones that have been out there a while, and you see the amount of some people have 20 or 30 skills. I mean, I have that on mine. Most people should. But when you see the ones that people actually uh, actually vote uh, voted you for, most of the time, it's really accurate. It's really interesting. Look at the ones that, that Andrew has the highest amount of, of, of uh, endorsements for. Strategic planning, entrepreneurship, management consulting, mergers and acquisitions, and business strategy. Yes, he could do all those other things below. But when you know Andrew, you know those top five, six things are really what he's best at. And so the same thing is going to probably going to happen to your profile. If you're going to put these skills and endorsements on over time, you'll find that the ones that people have endorsed you the most for are really mostly what you're about, right? There's leadership, strategy, management. Those are his top ones. Right? So again, when you put these things up there, people are going to endorse you for them. Then over time, people are going to tell, hey, Andrew's for real. He has the goods. Look, look at all the people who've endorsed him. Let's scroll down to the next section. This is a section that is really underused, the recommendations section. I can't, I can't, um, I can't emphasize more how important it is to work these recommendations. Now, you have to work them because when you get a recommendation, you actually have to ask somebody first to write a recommendation for you. And this is a, a, a real key to, to get people to really understand who you are better is to ask for recommendations. And really, you need to have at least 10 of them. So if it's one or two, it's not really enough. You got to have 10, 10 plus. You could see Andrew, he's received 25 recommendations and he's given 17 recommendations. So when you read those recommendations, again, you will get a good feel for who Andrew is. And the same thing will happen to you. When you develop your own network on LinkedIn and you start connecting out to the people that you've done business with and the people that know you, right, they're going to give you good recommendations as well. And this is a fantastic place to have these available in public so people can, can read them and get a feel for what, what uh, you can do for them and what it would be like to work with you. It's very important to do. Uh, and at a minimum, it's because if you're working with, if you're looking to get business and somebody is looking for other consultants or other clients or other companies, uh, they're going to be uh, swayed by what they read on your competitor's profile. Okay. And that brings us back to something that we talk about a fair amount. Um, actually, especially with my co-host at many episodes, Arthur Jones. And his favorite thing is KLT. You know, people buy from you because they know you, like you, and trust you. And LinkedIn is a powerful way 
to let to for people to get to know you to you know find reasons to like you and to find reasons to trust you so you know what gene's talking about really leads into that and allowing you to do that even more effectively yeah that's really that's really makes the brings the point home you're really giving all the ammunition to reach out to the people you need to reach out to the people that want to know you and want to like you and they see who you are and they know that you're for real and i think that's really important today especially uh with everyone working from home and not as many people seeing each other face to face there's really no other way to size somebody up sometimes right or that you would normally want to meet someone and get to talk to them face to face but this is really the next best thing. You can have really an online dossier of all the things that you've accomplished and all the things that you do with regards to you and your specialty and your business here on LinkedIn. Yeah, and and it allows people to do that in their own time, in their own way, and pick and choose. That's right, because a lot of people will be looking you up at 10 o'clock at night or 5 in the morning, <laughs> right? Especially if they're another entrepreneur. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, no, definitely very important. So, um, the next, yeah, we'll, I, wanna, I just want to finish up here on the profile with the accomplishments. Okay. Here is the organizations, publications, courses, projects, honors, and awards. If you speak another language or you have a language, you can put all those there. Those are just the last couple of features, um, in the profile on the end on the bottom is your interest section. And here, maybe you want to click on that interest because it pulls out that there's actually four kinds. Um, you have influencers. Those are people that you're following. You have companies. Those are companies that you're following if there's companies uh, or institutions that you're following. Here, there are groups which you can belong to. And really, I like groups are very important. And I'll explain a little bit later why groups are so important to join. Um, normally in LinkedIn, you can only message your connections, but if you join a group, you could message all the members of that group. So if you have industry groups, like for example, if you're a ceramic engineering professional, there's ceramic engineering groups. If you're fiber optics, there's fiber optics groups. If you're in gas sample conditioning, there's gas sample conditioning groups. If there's, if you're a CPA, uh, you can look at some of, uh, some of, um, Andrew's groups extra effort form on there there's new nyu stern school of business alumni right you can join one of your school alumni groups and reach out to all of your alumni the ways of getting out reaching out to people through linkedin are pretty amazing yep. actually i didn't even realize i had so many groups so i, I gotta take better advantage of those well, the, 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 here's the, the next part. The next part of, of this presentation, really, let's go to your network. So here's the next thing. So now that you have a profile, what do I do with it, right? What, what happens to this network? So you have on the top connections. Connections are people that, that you are connected to, and you normally either ask someone to connect to you or they ask you to connect to them. It has to be by request. And it's important for, if you have your own business, it's important to connect to as many people in your field that are your 
customers and your um, influencers that you can. Now, this is very important to understand why that is. It's important because those are the people that LinkedIn allows you to message for free, right? So if they're connected to your network, connected to you, you could message them. You can send them any kind of message that you want. And a lot of times, um, what what people did in the past uh, is they had LinkedIn connection campaigns where they, when you use Sales Navigator, you were able to connect up to a thousand people a week. Well, now they've scaled that back, and they limit it to a thousand uh, to a hundred people a week that you can connect to. And it's pretty much the same between Sales Navigator and standard LinkedIn. My advice to anybody who has a LinkedIn profile is to make sure you use your maximum allotted connections out, and you connect to as many people that you know as possible. Now, LinkedIn has a search function that you can search for companies. You could search for people um, in, in various ways. If you buy the Sales Navigator package for, I think it's $80 a month, it might have gone up, um, that gives you an enhanced search to laser focus on title, industry, company, location. You can really laser focus on finding the people specifically in your industry, right? Um, I love Sales Navigator for this purpose. We use this for our clients. You can use keywords. Look at this industry, first name, seniority level, function, years in current position, um, company, headcount, company, past company, all kinds of, 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 of search criteria. So we've been able to find very specifically like, you know, purchasing managers at electronics defense contractors, right? And you can develop a list of those people. Let's say you're a, you're a contractor uh, and you're an electrical contractor and you want to work with large general contractors. So you could look at general contractors and, and reach out to them and find the ones who might be looking for you know, subcontractors. Um, there's so many ways, and this is what we do. We help companies develop strategies on how to find the right people for their companies, how to find exactly the right people. So if you're selling fiber optic equipment that you're calling on the exact type of engineer who would specify and use that fiber optic equipment, or if you're a C CPA and you work with a certain vertical of companies Let's say you work with food manufacturers and you want to look specifically for those and, and reach out to CEOs of food manufacturers. You could do that through LinkedIn, right? And so what you would do is you, would, you can focus your efforts on finding your audience or finding your potential customer base on LinkedIn and start connecting to them. You should start doing that today, right? You, and the reason why you have have to build such a great profile in advance is because when you when you're reaching a potential customer and say, well, who is this Andrew Frazier? Why is he connecting out to me? I don't know him. <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna go on to Andrew Frazier's profile, and he's gonna find out. My gosh, this guy is this guy is someone I really want to know. I really want to be connected to him. Uh, so our experience <clears throat> when you do that. You know, one out of four people connect back to you. 
and then you're able to bring them into your network. I know, Andrew, you've been doing this for years. I mean, you're up to 10,000, so you probably have some wisdom here to share. <laughs> um, I mean, definitely LinkedIn has been an important part of my business and building relationships. And it's been a great um, tool and a way to stay in contact with people. So whenever I meet someone, generally I'll follow up with them through LinkedIn because uh, it's a good way for me first to look at their profile and learn more about them. And also for them to be able to look at my profile, learn a little bit more about me. And, you know, we're connected so we can search each other and find each other easily as opposed to just an email. Um, you know, you may could go down in a hole. You may forget someone's name, but you may know where their company is or whatever. There's so many ways you can search on LinkedIn and find people. Um, so that's that's one of the ways that I've been able to to grow. Um, and then also just when I'm talking and speaking and training, I invite people to connect um, on LinkedIn. So, you know, it it's, takes time. You know, I've been using LinkedIn for years. Um, so you're not going to get up to 10,000 immediately. And plus, you know, I meet a lot of new people every day, every week, every, every month and every year. So, um, but you know, if you're a business owner, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, you know, hopefully you should be able to get up to at least the 500 number that, um, really is where LinkedIn shows you, um, as far as a higher level. So Gene, we've got a question. So I wanted to pull it up um, from Leon. Um, and he was asking about the books read section on LinkedIn that disappeared. Well, that's a good question. LinkedIn is actually always making changes in the background. Uh, in the last year, they've taken away a lot of features and they've changed a lot of features. And for people who use it on a regular basis, I would say that that uh, <laughs> has been a source of frustration. Um, so I would say that one of the things that they're trying to do in general is um, they're trying to get people focused on generating their own content and reaching out and forming their own pods of people, as they call them, pods, where you're working in your network. Uh, that's that's what they're focusing on. So a lot of those other things, um, they've they've taken out. Um, okay, and and also, I think LinkedIn was acquired, right, by Microsoft. Is that correct? It was quite yeah, a number of years ago they, they were uh, and Microsoft has made some changes. I mean, the biggest change uh, is that they're always limiting a user's access to other people. They're trying to slow it down because people use virtual assistants or they use bots to automate automatically connect to people to hundreds of people. And they're trying to slow some of those things down. Um, and and that's where and I think I, I'm going to use that 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 point to make a really important point about how you message people on LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is a personal network. People that you're reaching out to view LinkedIn as really their personal page. They don't want to be sold. They don't want some kind of of 
of mindless sales pitch given to them. Uh, if it's not specific to them, if it's not, if you're not reaching out to them with something that is really going to be useful to them and can really help them or interest them personally, uh, it's not the message and campaign is going to fall flat. I mean, we've done a lot of testing over the years, and we know that people people are getting more, I would say, you know, uh, more resistant to any kind of selling. So when we reach out to people on LinkedIn, we make sure that it's a relevant message to them, which means and this is what LinkedIn wanted. They want you to be much more laser focused on the people that you are want to reach. And when you message them, it has to be something that is really going to be pertinent to them. And uh, as long as you do that, when you message them, I mean, here's the way we usually do it. Um, there's a, when you connect out to somebody, you can add a little message that tells you why you want to uh, reach out to them and connect to them. And then after that, you can follow up with some other kind of message. Maybe you, it's an invitation for a meeting or something you want to tell them. What we find works very well is once you have enough people in your network, is invite them to a webinar or an event. Inviting them to a webinar where you're talking about what you do or, some, or you're teaching them something that will help them is a great way to build confidence and respect. Now, we can go back to, if, if Andrew goes back to his profile, he can, um, he can show in his events page that he actually put today's um, event here, uh, live at 805, is one of the events. Look at that. He has, uh, if you click on the event, this event was in, is it, it's live in LinkedIn right now, but you could take a look at, at down there on how many people uh, attended right, or are attending. There's 37 people that, have, that responded to his invitation to attend this seminar. So one of the things that I like to do is to put these seminars on LinkedIn and uh, make sure that we invite people through LinkedIn. Because when you're connected to people, you can invite your people on LinkedIn. And then that invitation will actually show up in the notification section of your of your profile. So on the top, um, on the top bar, there's notifications uh, right there. These are all the notifications you normally get. So when you when you host an event, look at this. The event is right at the top of this notification. Now everybody who uh, signed up for this event has this in their notifications. So you can see when you're when you've connected to a lot of people, and you're putting content on LinkedIn and you're hosting an event on LinkedIn and you're inviting people, it's a fantastic way to reach out to your network and offer them something useful to bring them into your network, right? So uh, I've done a lot of these type of webinars and I usually try to make them informational. What I mean is it's an educational type of event. Uh, don't you agree that most mostly today, people wanna see educational events about their business and what you're offering? Right. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned before people don't want to be sold, um, but they do want to learn. And um, that's the best way that people can um, 
you know, decide if they think that you could benefit them as um, get, experiencing you for a little bit. So, um, so yeah, definitely, I would say, I say, say that's um, very important. So let so, me let me give some examples to some of the people here that they can create their own webinars. They don't have to be that amazing. Uh, that they they don't have to be like that far out. It could be something like if you're a machine shop and you have certain equipment and certain types of of like to run it could be that the presentation is hi i'm at abc machining company these are the type of machines i have in my plant and this is the kind of work that i do and you invite all of the potential customers since you've been researching them and you have all your potential customers in your list you you invite them to this webinar uh, it could be something else. It could be if you're an electrician and you want to um, talk about some of the electrical hazards that are found in homes or found in businesses. You can write a, you could do a small webinar on that. Uh, or you're a home inspector targeting realtors. You want to have a small uh, webinar about why you as a home inspector are really the better choice to go with and some of the things that you find in homes that are uh, that are issues that people might not know about, right? So it's a way to get people into um, into your network. But I want to do I want to say three things more about this because it's very important to understand. When you're putting on an event, most likely only a few people are going to come, but those people that come are going to be the most relevant. In my experience, even if you have five people that come. Those are the ones that self-select. Those are the ones that are really interested in your product or service. So even though you might have sent out a thousand, you know, I usually like to look at it from a, here's a thousand messages and here's 200 responses and here's 20 that, that, that really engaged you. And then from there, you'll get two or three or five that will become clients. So there's the numbers are like that. I mean, you the numbers are what they are. But when you reach out to people and you understand those numbers, you just plan ahead. You know that you're going to get a certain number of people that come. Those people are going to be interested. The second point I want to make is that you always want to record these things and send it to all the people who um, who signed up but didn't attend. Because most of the people who sign up don't attend. That's just the way that it is. If you get 50 people that sign up on LinkedIn, you might get 10 that actually come. But those 40 other people should not be dismissed. Those people should be sent a message later on and said, hey, we realized, we noticed that you weren't able to make it. Here's a link to the live recording, right? The third point is when you're doing this kind of outreach on LinkedIn is these are potential customers. These are people that you might want to call yourself and, and reach out to them. Call them and say, hey, hey, Frank, this is Andrew. We just reached out on LinkedIn. I invited you to my event. You didn't come, but I saw your profile, and I thought we'd have an interesting conversation. We might have some business together. So uh, it's important to see these, these, these potential these potential people in that way, not to view this negatively, that not too many people show up. They're all in the funnel. They all have various uh, levels of interest. And it's really up to you to continue the engagement 
uh, to bring them from somebody that doesn't know you to someone that knows you to someone that's interested in you to someone who's a customer or a client, right? I'm sure, Andrew, you've had some similar experience that way. Yeah, I mean, definitely um, video recording is key uh, for a number of reasons. And, and that's a great strategy, Gene, and, and continuing to share. Um, online events are like that, even when I do training and other stuff. Not everybody can make it, uh, but that doesn't mean they're not interested. So being able to get back to people is key. Um, you know, we've covered a whole bunch of things this evening. So just, you know, a couple of things is, um, you know, why LinkedIn is important for you as a business owner um, is key. Um, also, how other people in business are using LinkedIn and why it's important for you to know that and what things you can do to um, benefit from that. Um, now, a lot of people have websites. And, you know, if you have a good website, do you necessarily need a LinkedIn profile or a good LinkedIn profile? Well, I think they serve different functions. Uh, certainly, uh, if you're uh, have a, if you're a smaller business or an entrepreneur uh, that's more personality based, then uh, you're going to want to have a very expanded LinkedIn profile. If your company is a little bit bigger, uh, you want to actually showcase what you do on your website, uh, but you're you you still want to focus on your own LinkedIn profile uh, as really being the person behind the company, right? So you can defer to the website and, and link to the website, uh, but you as the owner, you as the business owner, that company is your creation. And people want to see who the man behind the curtain is or a woman who, who behind the curtain is of that, of that website. Um, both are being used more often as really calling cards as much as they're being used, you know, to get business in a search, you know, as a search engine um, tool, like if you, it depends on your business, but a lot of websites just serve as, you know, a validation tool, like a LinkedIn profile is a validation tool that, hey, Andrew Frazier is who he say, says he is, you know, he's the founder of Small Business Pro University. What is he, what does his profile look like? You can see, oh yeah, this is what his passion is. This is what he does. Um, I really want to. I, I really want to get to know him. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can get away with not having both. <laughs> right, and, and and actually, you know, I, I'd go even as far as saying, if you had to choose one or the other, I would choo choose my LinkedIn profile over my website. I think you're right. And for in other cases, some people only need a one-page website that describes describes what they do, right? You don't really need so much a a, a very complicated website with 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 everything like people thought you did in the past. Yeah. Because they're going to look at your LinkedIn profile anyway, right? They want to see yeah. who, who you are. Yep. Yeah. And and you know my uncle, um, he he didn't even have a website. He just used his LinkedIn profile and, you know, he was a successful international management consultant um, with his own business. So, um, 
know, LinkedIn allows you to do way more things than your website and way more people will view your LinkedIn profile than will ever view your website. Well, the other thing you want to know is that from a search engine perspective, you'll notice if you, if you put your name in, if you have a somewhat unique name, your LinkedIn profile will be first. So if someone is searching for you, they're going to find your LinkedIn profile first. And yep. uh, that's important to know. Mm -hmm. that that's really the dossier on, on you. And you control that. Right? Here's the other thing that's important to understand on LinkedIn is all of that content is user generated. That's also important by to understand when you're searching on that content because it's only as up to date as the people themselves have made it up to date. So it's not like, um, you know, if you're using, uh, I know really the, the, the high end tool to find people is Zoom info, right? It's a very expensive tool. Uh, LinkedIn is not Zoom info. You're not going to get uh, the exact um, hierarchy and, and um, organizational chart of a company like you would through a Zoom info tool. Uh, but you will get the people who are active. You you can tell based on their profile how active they are, how social they are. Are they going to get back to you? So you click on somebody. If there's an Andrew Frazier that has 50 contacts and doesn't have a name and doesn't really know, doesn't really say much about himself, you know that if you message that person, that person is probably not going to respond back. But if you meet the Andrew Frazier with with 10,000 contacts and you want to reach out to him. And he's so active on LinkedIn. Uh, most likely, uh, he'll get back to you. And the other thing I want to I want to also add is that a lot of people's profiles are run by their virtual assistants. So um, if you have a VA or an assistant, uh, you're allowed to have a VA to work on your profile and they have a view. Um, you know that person can help you with a lot of the mechanical work of keeping up the information and a lot of those people can do those things overseas and are real experts at that uh, and that's another way that you can you can build out your influence okay so gene that's a good point um you don't have to do everything yourself and you know there's nothing wrong with getting help so you know when you're getting help what what are the best things to get help doing? What do you recommend for people to, um, what type of help to get and how to manage them and make sure that they deliver good results? That's a good question. Um, there's a number of ways you can find people online today. You can use Upwork and other freelancer sites to find people overseas, people in the Philippines or in India or in Eastern Europe or even South America that are, are highly educated, college educated people that want to work from home and are able to do um, the type of uh, mechanical tasks that would take you a lot of time doing. So if you're going to manage your LinkedIn um, a profile and you want to reach out to a lot of people and, and follow up on them and make sure you're messaging them for their birthdays or you have a campaign to invite them or you want to send a number of them special messages, sometimes that takes a lot of time to do that yourself. And that's where you'd want to have your assistant do some of the rote work for you. 
I mean, you can have them do other things. I mean, I'm a big fan of having virtual assistants build out company CRMs, for example, where uh, a lot of the busy work that, quite frankly, we don't have time for and shouldn't have time for uh, in order to do our jobs better. Really, what we're trying to do is multiply ourselves, right, Andrew? I mean, you know, um, as, as uh, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and business owners don't really have a lot of free time. So you need to be able to look at the tasks that you have and delegate those to others. And, and lead generation is one of the most important tasks to delegate to others because it's such a painful, uh, painful job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, definitely it can be tedious. Um, and going through, um, you know, a lot to really narrow down to the right people that you should be talking to. And, you know, if you can get help with that, that that's great. Um, you know, might another- even need help, you know, might even need to, f- to hire somebody, a specialist, a marketing specialist, uh, somebody that's done this sort of thing before to mm-hmm. help them with their messaging, right? I find that a lot of business owners need help to figure out how to say and how, how to convey what they do best, right? Mm-hmm. Because most of the time people present themselves as a generic version of themselves, right? They don't right. really... They're not really good at conveying their secret sauce that they have that other people really need and want, right? Right. And, and messaging is so much more important in the virtual environment. Um, we do have a couple questions, so let me just pull these up. Um, you know, one is less more or is more better? Um, that's a good question. I think you don't want to overload it. I think um, if you look at Andrew's profile, he has a lot on there, but it's the right stuff. Uh, you want to make sure that it's complete, uh, but you really don't want to overdo it, right? You don't. Uh, you might only need one or two positions. It depends on how busy your own life is. I mean, some people have two or three businesses running at the same time. Theirs is going to be overloaded because they're overloaded. That's 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 their problem. But if you're focused and you have a a you know a, a focused business, uh, you want to you want to make it complete and focused. So you don't you don't want. I, I would say it's in the middle, right? You want to have the right amount of content. You don't want to overdo it. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Terrence. And and you know at the end of the day, it depends on your type of business. Um, you know, I'm in professional services. So people, you know, need to know me and understand what I do before they're comfortable hiring me. You know, if I sold candles, they don't need to know me so much, but know what I'm offering. So, um, so definitely what your product, you know, if your product versus services and other things can impact that as well. It, it really has to do with, who you're targeting as, as a customer base. And, and you want to go as, as targeted as possible. And the other thing is you could also change your profile. So what we've done for clients is that we've gone through phases where, you know, one, you know, at one time, one point we're targeting, you know, realtors, and then we're going to stop targeting realtors and we're going to target video people. So you can change up your messaging. You know, this is a live 
this is a live action profile, right? You're, you can, you can ch edit it tomorrow and it's, it's up right away. So you can change what you say about yourself depending on, on who you're targeting. So uh, it's all about them, not about you. That's the, that's the thing. The, the profile is about them. It's about getting the information they need to know about you. So, you know, it's amazing how fast time goes. We're pretty much at the hour, but definitely appreciate the comments. And we've got a couple more. Just, um, you know, this is a great question from Talanda. Maybe if you could give a quick answer about spam and solicitations and how to reduce that. Well, the first thing is don't accept connections from people that are spammers. So you can see that there's a lot of connection requests that you'll get. Uh, people, uh, usually they're from the United States, right? They're not from a local area. Uh, usually they, they have something salesy in their initial message. So if they're connecting out to you, ignore them. Only connect back to people that are really in your industry or other people that you're interested in having in your network, because it's true. Otherwise they'll spam you with messages. So that's the first way you, you can do it. Um, this, you can complain and block people. Uh, I really find that most of it, most of the spam and solicitors come in through, uh, through trying to connect to me. And I just, you just have to say no to them and do it every day. It's unfortunate, but that's what you got to do. Right. No, definitely. And, you know, like you said, you can you can sort of tell who they might be, um, and so yeah, so definitely important. You know, def can be hard to say no because you always want to be nice and pleasant a lot of the time, but sometimes you have to, especially as a business owner. You know, we covered a whole lot today, um, but you know, I think if we boiled it down to a couple things, it's you need to be on LinkedIn. You need to have a decent profile and um, you need to work it. <laughs> you need to work it. So there you go. Um, so be there, be prepared and do the work. So thank you, Gene, so much for, for joining me tonight and sharing such great expertise. Um, definitely. If you want to connect with Gene, um, Guess where you can connect with them? On LinkedIn. <laughs> and here's his profile. So just in case. So um, so definitely feel free to check out. If we're not connected, um, definitely please reach out as well. Uh, so thanks, Gene. And um, you know, just I'm going to close off, but just hang on for a minute. You know, thanks again for joining in. Um, we got a few other people. Thanks. Maria, we got people from all over the country, which is great. So at the end of the day, you know, the more you know as a business owner, the faster and more successfully you're going to be able to grow your business. And that's what it's all about. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. 
Find out more at sbprou.com.